the Bible Study Podcast, episode 286. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study on faith. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Welcome to the start of a study of a series on faith, and I'm not sure that I even remember what it was that put this idea in my head, but faith is one of those things that we talk about, but we don't always understand, and so I want to look at some of the biblical understanding for faith, and no study on faith would be complete without Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 verse 1 is probably our best definition for faith. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So let's stop for a second and look at that. So part of the idea of faith is that faith is believing in something, as we all know. And it's the idea here is that you can't see it. Now, I think that gets misunderstood sometimes. I hear people who are Christians defend their faith, defend their understanding with, well, it's something you just have to believe. And I believe that's true, but it's not something that you have to believe that there's no evidence for. That's not what we're saying. In fact, it is my belief that you can come up with a rational defense of Christianity, that it is not an irrational thing. But it is, to some extent, there is some point where you get to the point where you say, well, you do have to believe this. There is a God or there isn't a God. Jesus is the Savior. He's not the Savior. I can't prove it to you in the laboratory. It's not a reproducible experiment. That is the inappropriate mechanism for measuring something like that. Nor could I prove to you in a laboratory about the existence of Abraham Lincoln either. That is something that we would argue from a historical perspective. And so when we look at what happened in the Old Testament, when we looked at what happened in the New Testament, there are evidence for the things that we believe. But what this is saying is... That I'm, but notice that this is focusing on the hope. This is focusing on I believe what God will do. Part of this is the promise of eternal life. Part of this is what happens after we die. But I don't think this is just pie in the sky when you die by and by. But also the understanding that we put our trust, and I'm, we're going to use the word faith and trust quite a lot in combination with each other in this particular study, because I'm actually going to make an argument here over the next few weeks that faith is a wonderful thing, but faith that doesn't mean trust Faith that just means belief is insufficient. So this particular passage in Hebrews goes on and says, this is what the ancients were commended for, faith. And then there is this wonderful list of people from the Old Testament that were the patriarchs and the well-known people in the Bible. And the author goes through all of them and talks about what they did, they did by faith. And so let's read that passage. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, 
It is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God." And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And let's pause here for a second. We're going to start a longer list here at this point. But let's look at what we have so far. So first of all, we have Abel. And we have this story back in Genesis that is unexplainable in some other terms. We have Abel and Cain. Both are brothers, both brought offerings to God. One was acceptable and one was not. Cain's was not acceptable and Abel's was. And it doesn't exactly say why. Cain brought vegetables and Abel brought a blood sacrifice. Now, we know now that the sacrifices in the Old Testament were a foreshadowing of the sacrifice of Christ. And so and so there was a need for that sacrifice to involve death. And therefore, that's probably why Abel's was acceptable and Cain's was not. But God certainly could have told Cain, no, we don't sacrifice vegetables, we sacrifice sheep. What the author of Hebrews is saying is that Abel was being faithful and Cain, as we later see, had some problems with faithfulness as Cain kills his brother Abel. And so this isn't just saying that Abel lucked into bringing the right offering, but it was his faith that was being commended. Enoch is a person who we have very little mention of in the Bible. We basically have him in Genesis and here, and it just says that Enoch walked with God and then Enoch was not around. And what the author here is saying is that Enoch was taken out of this life, did not see death, and that he was commended for his faith. And what the writer of Hebrews says And you'll notice throughout the study, I'm going to say the writer of Hebrews. Some attribute the book to Paul. In fact, many of the early church fathers did. But since the book is not signed, I'm going to be saying the writer of Hebrews. And this book is, we should pause and say, a letter to the Hebrews. And so it's a letter to the church and the people who are Jewish. And for that reason, all of these Old Testament references would be people that they were very familiar with. And getting back to this, it says... We know that Enoch pleased God, and therefore we know he had faith, because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so that's a phrase that we're going to come back to 
time and again, I believe, without faith it is impossible to please God. By faith Noah builds an ark. By faith Abraham leaves where he is living when called by God, even though he doesn't know where he's going, even though he's given impossible promises of children that will be more than the stars in the sky and more than the sands of the sea. He's looking, and this is a phrase that I love, for a city whose author and builder is God. And I think that there is something in there for us to look for something where God is involved, to look for something that God is building. I think as we go looking at churches, for instance, we look at what church has this program, what church has that program, what church has something for me, what church has something for my kids. And I don't think we have this idea in our heads that we are looking for something and a church being part of that, the kingdom of God being the main thing that we're looking for, whose author and builder is God. We're looking for something that we can be part of, part of the construction of, part of the process of, that God calls us to. And then the author points out that these people that he's talked about so far, Isaac and Jacob and Abraham and Noah, didn't see what they were promised. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had been promised this land, the promised land, and and their family will become a nation before it goes into that land. It will be many generations later. And so they lived in tents. They lived a temporary sort of lifestyle. They were only here temporarily, wherever they were. And I think we are also called to live a temporary sort of lifestyle, that this world is not our home that we are heading someplace else, to some place that God is building, some place whose author and builder is God. And all of this is just temporary. And then to continue, by faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. So in a manner speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. Let's pause there for a second, because there's some great things said up there about Moses. So we have all of these people from the Old Testament. We get They did this by faith. Joseph, as he looks forward to the people coming out of Egypt, gives instructions to where to bury him. He has in mind that a promise has been given, that there is a promised land, and that they will eventually go there, even though he won't see it. And then Moses chooses to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And those are three words that are useful to understand as we remember sin this, that yes, sin is pleasurable. 
but it's a fleeting pleasure and it is usually in opposition to something more long-term and more valuable that God has in mind, lust versus love, greed versus contentment. Moses chooses the way of God, and as the author says, he regarded his disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. That is something to strive for, to understand that the treasures that this world offers are of less value than what God has to offer. And then to finish up the chapter, by faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more can I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouth of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning, they were sawed in two, they were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us they might be made perfect. And where the author is looking for there is the coming of Christ, and that finally that promise is received that makes us perfect, perfect in God's eyes, of course. This whole list of people and this reference to this cloud of witnesses that we can't even take the time to talk about, whose weakness was turned to strength, who lived lives that made differences, and the world was not worthy of them. My prayer for you and I this week is we could live lives that are for God, that we could live lives with faith that sees God, and that we would keep in mind this cloud of witnesses. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yance i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy and the goat i share the life-changing events that shaped who i am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen god can help you get up and thrive listen now at lifeaudio.com